Welcome to the Money School Podcast for October 21st, 2020. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday. I hope you're having a good week. There's a lot going on in the money world, so I wanted to check in really quick on some of the headlines that are driving this week. Um, starting with the stimulus plan, it's going back and forth. They're trying to squeeze all the political juice out of it that they can. Um, it's just... It is what it is. We're going to get that deal if we get it. We won't. We won't. Um, the market is growing exceedingly frustrated just by the lack of progress that we get from the federal government. So um, things are dicey in the market. We're down negatively today. Uh, the Nasdaq's been mostly down for about two weeks in a row now. Um, and we're just kind of sliding and we're waiting for this election to happen. So the number one thing driving the market is the stimulus. They know that anytime they have this much control over the market, they're going to draw that out as just long as humanly possible. So um, that's the first thing driving markets. Um, the second thing driving markets is earnings have started. Um, the first earnings that we've gotten that were really important to us were Netflix. Um, their earnings were you know, more or less terrible. Um, they missed on their sus- subscriber ads and on their revenue. Uh, they also had i that's fine they they were expecting to have a decrease in in their subscribers on this quarter um i mean they're not making any more content i mean it's pretty simple nowhere on the planet is creating new tv shows or movies so they're just trying to tread water and you know get to the other side of all this so they can have new original content come out and drive some subscriber growth but what was concerning to me was how negative Reed Hastings was and the management team was not just on this quarter and next, but quarters into 2021. Um, that was really concerning to me. Um, so we're going to have to reevaluate our net Netflix position in the, the live stream portfolio. Um, and that's all good. That's one, uh, a stock that I've always felt really confident in the management. And that was a big red flag to me listening to their call yesterday was just their, their lack of confidence. I don't think HBO Max, I don't think Disney Plus, I don't think they're really competitors. I I personally have all three. I've always been an HBO person. I've always been a Netflix person. I got Disney Plus through Verizon. I probably won't, you know, personally won't renew Disney Plus on the next renewal cycle. But I'll always have Netflix and HBO. Um, I'm not super impressed with HBO Max. So... I think Netflix is fine as the best product in the space. I think they're just struggling with new content. So until they can get a lot of new content, that's when we're going to have to reevaluate. I still love how much data Netflix has and how all the consumer you know, information that they accrue by you know, just honestly looking at the, the data that comes with what we're watching, how we're watching it, how long we're watching it. Um, how many in a row, all of that kind of stuff. They have so, so much, um, analytical horsepower that they can apply to, to leverage out that I just, I still love that business. So, um, still long Netflix, Netflix term, but the, the short term and apparently the next few quarters are going to be pretty dicey. Um, that's an earnings call that you can hop on and listen to um, if you're interested in it. But that was one. I try to listen to the earnings call for every company that I own, um, especially in the live stream. So that was one that I wanted to put out there that, you know, we had talked about the earnings on their last quarter. And as of their last quarter, I felt confident they were going to be able to deliver. Um, as we got closer and closer, the the whispers were that they were going to fall short. Uh, 
but the guidance is what has really brought the stock down. So we're seeing some growth fall off a cliff today. Um, some of the, the higher tech growth names are, are continuing to struggle and that's just something we're going to have to deal with. Uh, yeah, I have CNBC up as I'm recording this. It's down 6.16% um, on the day. It's under 500 bucks a share. So um, that'll probably continue to sell off because there is short interest in that name. Um, but they fell a little bit flat and they're getting smacked for it today. The other big tech news this week is the lawsuit that the DOJ and a, a bunch of state attorney generals brought against Google for antitrust. Um, the stock is up 4% on the news. Reading through, I have a lot of feelings on this, but boiling it down to what I think is happening is I think that they have generationally been a monopoly. They're a 22-year-old company. Um, they've been a monopoly for probably... 15 years of that um, in certain areas and for them to bring this lawsuit three weeks before an election is the main driving point having it come right after twitter and facebook deplatform some um, some conservative leaning posts is not a coincidence and the tech market loves this because they were waiting for this to happen for you know a generation they've had their lawyers prepped and ready they've had money set aside they have insurance ready to go they know what they're doing they know where their risks are at and for them to get this lawsuit um it's like the government burned this lawsuit for political points when it wasn't ready and it's not on the points that are going to stick it's going to create precedent that will allow more monopolization more antitrust um and they love it the idea that Google is a monopoly in search is complete bogus nonsense. There's things that they do with Android where they have access to search where they only have Google as an option. Um, that shouldn't be the case. That's not what they've even brought this lawsuit about. Um, but I think what's going to happen is you're going to have uh, an, uh, things that are going to happen. They might have a fine. They might have a button on Google that enhances private search that doesn't give you as many paid ads or is as curated and that that is going to be the extent of it um they love this they love like the idea that that consumer search is dominated by google that i mean maybe five ten years ago but amazon is where that starts now um and the the internet and gross has just used Google because it gives them the search results that they're comfortable with. There are a ton of other options if you want to switch your search. There are a ton of options. The idea that there's one place to get your search done is just patently false. So these, all the arguments I have seen have been by attorney generals from largely small conservative states that are making arguments about choice. And if you make that argument about choice, um, they're going to get matumboed and that's going to get rejected just like you can't believe. Um, so I think that this was a nonsense case and I think it's going to have a amazing outcome for the tech industry. And that's why their stock is up. Their stock wouldn't be up if it was, if that wasn't the case. So, um, it was up immediately on the news. Some of the details came out. It went back to neutral. More details came back. It's up 4%. So that should tell you all you need to know. The bigger issue for the social media platforms is a existential crisis of free speech and prohibition 
of thought and of language and of ideas that they don't like. And it's just bullshit. They just are not being responsible and they shouldn't be deplatforming anybody. The key to bad, you know, the key to solving bad speech is better speech, not no speech. We can't be empowering these radical voices and, you know, enfranchising them by giving them whatever they get by being deplatformed. It's stupid and backwards. And Facebook and Google and Instagram and YouTube and Twitter are not the people that are equipped to determine what is true what is right, what is honest, it's not their place. If they don't stop interfering with it, they are going to destroy their platforms. I understand that they're trying to keep certain energy off of their platform, but that is not how humans work. Prohibition, yeah, it dropped cirrhosis levels slightly. It also made people really unhappy and really angry, and it led to criminal organizations having all of the prosperity. It does not work. Free markets work. Accountability works. If people share some stupid stuff that's fake, let them deal with it. Don't take it down and make them feel like they were their conspiracy has more weight than it had. That's stupid. What are we doing? So I watch a lot of podcasts. I watch a lot of content on YouTube and, you know, a lot of user-created content. And YouTube has a huge issue. And Joe Rogan leaving was a big, that was the big part of, the reason why he left was not money. Joe Rogan already has a ton of money. The reason why he left YouTube is because they kept demonetizing his videos with certain guests. That's ridiculous. As somebody that both consumes internet content and pays to advertise on it, give me the choice to advertise or not advertise on a certain channel. But don't take the, the channel down because some advertisers don't want to be on a guest or on a show with Alex Jones. I don't like Alex Jones. I don't believe in anything he says. I think the minute you take him down and deplatform him, it makes him 10 times more legitimate to people that do follow him, though. So this idea that we're just going to police speech and we're going to prohibit thoughts and we're going to tell stand-up comedians they can't talk about sex or violence or make jokes that are off-color. Like, if you don't want to listen to it, turn it off. Like, it's that simple. It's just like the radio. It's just like TV. It's just like anything else. If you don't want to engage with it, just turn it off. But by banning stuff, man, how stupid and how horrible of an idea that is for discourse, for society, for progress, for anything positive. The only outcomes to that are negative, period. So I love Jack Dorsey. I think he's a brilliant guy. Him taking on the responsibility with Twitter to 
limit or throttle content. Dude, let it go. Let it go. Make a paid version of Twitter where I can spend $10 a month and only see stuff from verified people and have it be a premium version. But you can't just tell people they can't say what they think. It's not illegal to think things. Like, people are so afraid to be honest now. We live in this bullshit world where everybody hates on Instagram because it's a fake representation of life, but then they spend their whole life on Instagram because that's really what they want. Everybody wants to yell at Facebook and Google for taking stuff down. We should be yelling at the people who, st- who share stupid content. Not the platform. They're going to either lose their Section 230, which means that they can't just be a platform and they're moderating content and then they're subject to slander and all sorts of lawsuits. They need to be a platform and people can share what they want to share. And if you don't want to see what people are sharing, you should be able to hide them, block them, remove them, silence them at the individual level. It's not the corporate responsibility. And if they try to fight that battle, they will lose. So YouTube has to really soul search and say, are we going to, are we going to continue to just totally deplatform people that are, I'm a, I'm a liberal person. I've donated democratically my whole life it's very obvious they're only taking down conservative people from YouTube. That's not fake news. That's not some made up where, you know, conservative people should feel censored because they are being censored. Like just straight up, there's no other way to even, how could you rationally look at what gets deplatformed and what gets fed into the algorithm and what gets thrown out of it? There absolutely is a huge conservative bias. And that's not even because the companies are, are, are liberal. They're not. They're apolitical. They don't care. They just want engagement. But this whole idea of we're going to be the arbiter of truth and we're going to tell, you know, I don't need mommy and daddy telling me what's true and fake. There should be something on there that says, hey, a high percentage of the community thinks that this article's bullshit. That's fine. Put that on there. Don't nerf the internet for me and tell me what I can and can't see, what I can and can't read, what I can and can't hear. Like, they've gone so far off the rails of what they're supposed to be doing. Here's the anti-monopoly action that people want that they're not going to bring forward. Humans don't want our devices listening to us all the time and then selling those recordings or running them through neural networks and machine learning to manipulate us and to sell us stuff that we don't need and to put us against our friends and to, you know, for Amazon basics to take third party sellers and to basically extort them and say, listen, if you don't pay us a higher percentage on these products, we're just going to clone them and rip them off. Bring that lawsuit. That's the lawsuit America wants. That's what we want. That's what people want. We want our data to be protected. We want our speech to be protected. 
We don't want these bullshit lawsuits that are just going to let them continue to run rampant because we need to score political points in the short term. And I get why they do it. Like, if, if I was, I mean, I get it. But Americans have to see through this and then be concerned ultimately that we've been sold out for political points because this attorney general and this DOJ are politically motivated. Just like the TikTok deal, that stupid ass TikTok deal, whatever. If you're not angry about what's happening and how we're not being represented, you're just not paying attention. So I have a whole bunch of stuff and notes here written about COVID accelerations and how it's impacting the economy. We're going to save that for another podcast. Um, I hope everybody's having a good week and is less fired up than I am. I wake up and I see this news every day and it's just like, just so maddening. Um, The lack of critical thinking in our society and the lack of accountability and the lack of like real deep thinking and connections that we're making as a society is just, it just bothers me so much. Like, get your shit together, people. Like, all the news is fake. We've, we've determined this. And that doesn't mean that facts aren't real. You just have to understand that the facts will always be presented to you a different way depending on where you're going to get those facts. So you need to have a lot of different voices in your head. And that's why censorship is so dangerous because then we start only thinking that certain ideas are true. You shouldn't be scared of ideas that you don't agree with. Those should be enlightening. Those should reflect that questioning your faith shouldn't make you abandon it. It should make it stronger. That's the same with the things you believe in. We're just in this world now where facts are just totally determined by where you get them from. And it's just, it's up to people to reject that and to just say, I'm going to be a smart person And I'm going to think critically and deeper and think about why things are happening. Not just what's happening. Have a good Wednesday, everybody, and a good rest of your week. I'll check in soon. Thanks for supporting the Money School.